Hey everybody, after a bit of a break, we are back here on Natural One Media uh, with another session of Dragonmark Symphony. Uh, I am your host and DM, Dylan, uh, here once again with my friends, and we are going to hop right back into it. There's a lot to cover, there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but last time we met, uh, you were in a productive conversation with a wizard by the name of Matthias Caldrew. Uh, that was going very well until the part when the building's landlord was flung through the window of the apartment uh, complex, uh, landing in Matthias's living room where you all were. Uh, so after some understandable confusion, uh, you were all forced to quickly go through a skill challenge in order to try to remove yourself from this crime scene as quickly and as effectively as possible so that you would not be implicated uh, in this grisly murder. Uh, some were more successful than others. <laughs> I'm not trying to name names, but not everyone froze the couch, but it's fine. We're gonna, you know, accidents happen. Uh, and the end result being that uh, three of you uh, that would be Johannes, uh, Set, and Silva, uh, ended up escaping the building fully and, uh, being ushered through the crowd of gathering onlookers, uh, back out into the streets of Rote, uh, and, uh, another set of three, uh, that being Dak, Nathaniel, and Caspian, uh, ended up in what appears to be sort of like an, an attic room near the top of the apartment complex, uh, where they were able to get kind of a quick breather. Uh, Caspian had whispered into the uh, sort of messaging stone that he had demonstrated prior, uh, and after doing so, a elven woman appeared uh, that you recognized to be a woman by the name of Deirdre, uh, a companion to Caspian, uh, who, upon appearing, uh, understandably asked what was going on, and Caspian requested that she aid you in escaping from the building without being seen. Uh, <laughs> so, as we get right back into it, we are actually going to rejoin our group on the ground floor. Uh, so, set. Johannes yes. and Silva, uh, the three of you, uh, still fairly bruised, still suffering cuts from the glass and the wood on you. Not uh, great. Definitely seen better days. Uh, you have managed to sort of weave your way through this largely amassing crowd uh, and have broken off onto sort of the main, uh, this main thoroughfare of the southern portion of the city of Rote. Uh, sort of the the main route that you would take to get to uh the cow's eye as well as the winchester scythe uh pretty much dead on ahead of you uh if you were to walk some 500 600 paces or so uh but you have broken free from the crowd you have a moment uh just to yourselves uh and you definitely are hearing or there's a lot of commotion around you still uh not too far behind you you know the uh the city guard are now trying to set up like barricades they're directing people and traffic to sort of move 
two alternate roads trying to set up detours uh as uh they sort of try to close off this this whole apartment complex really the whole block uh so that they can uh get everybody safely uh out of the building so with the three of you having sort of broken away from that situation what would you like to do um how's i probably a safe bet yeah i was muted on the response <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I had to guess that they'll end up, I don't know where the others are, but one way or another, I have to imagine they'll make their way there. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the safest bet instead of going somewhere that they wouldn't even know where we are just to go somewhere that we've been repeatedly meeting up at so far. Yeah, and we certainly can't go in and try to save them. Well, it's essentially, yeah, it's going to be, they're either, uh, they're either, made it out somewhere else or eventually or Caspian will probably have to come to us denoting that they're held up somewhere because <laughs> one way or yeah. another Caspian is <laughs> going to be the one to get out one way or the other he may have problems around it but he'll be able to get out of it yeah I think uh, one, uh, go ahead we definitely don't want to stick around here to see what happens if anything uh just be more likely to get caught up in questions um so yeah definitely pop over cow's eye maybe just wait for them there for a little while um they, how are you two know. doing by the way are you are you guys okay i know you got <laughs> hit pretty hard by the window uh, yeah no i mean i could i've definitely i fared worse but i've i've also fared better <laughs> Nothing a little spit and shoe shine can't fix, but I really need to rest. More importantly, yes, if we can find ourselves somewhere safer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, cow's eye for now it is then. Start heading off in that direction. Yeah. All right. So the, the three of you make your way over to the cow's eye. It takes you about... It's about a 20-minute walk or so to get over to there. Uh, You're passing by. People are sort of taking notice of you as you walk by. Um, You're you're noticeably, you know, banged up from from the the event. Uh, So people are noticing. A few people sort of whisper to each other as they pass. Um, You're starting to see more and more guardsmen sort of appearing on the street uh, as you walk. But nobody stops you uh, or asks you anything. They Everybody seems to just kind of be minding their own business, continuing on their way uh, as you walk. And eventually you do make your way to uh, the familiar uh, front of the cow's eye. Um, as you go inside, you find that it is uh, almost entirely empty at the moment. Uh, you immediately see uh, Missy. Uh, the tavern owner, she is at the bar, uh, currently in the process of writing something out in what looks to be like a really thick, heavy, uh, textbook of some sort. Um, and there is one other patron sitting in a far corner over on the left, um, reading like a really small book, just like sort of perched in their hand. 
Uh, I'm gonna find somewhere to sit down. Yeah, I'll go up to Missy and just long time no see. Um, can we get three ales? Missy looks up as you're uh, approaching and begins to say, "Uh, yeah, welcome back." I, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, dear, what has happened to you all? They got caught by a window. Um, we're just yeah? we're waiting for Caspian to catch back up. Oh, oh, that's good. Is there a reason he's not with you right now? Uh, again, the whole window thing. They're trapped currently. I don't know yeah. that on the lamb. They're <laughs> we what? don't know that. But I mean, we got separated uh, when the window came down. So we actually don't know where they are, but what what we window? Where did you just come from? Uh, came down from uh, the the apartment buildings down that way. Like just this window just blew out suddenly. You'll see Great. all the people, like all the guards heading that way. Uh, and, and sure enough, as you speak, here. you can see out the front windows, like you see like a small little group of guards uh, briskly making their way uh, across. Uh, she kind of watches them pass by, looks back to you and goes. You didn't cause this, right? No. We're certainly Not there when it happened. Wrong place, wrong time. She's going to make an inside check on you all. Well. Uh, I mean, are you are you doing all right? You look real beat up. Take it. For God's sake, take a seat over here, over here. Uh, and she she clears off one of the, the nearby tables for you. Take a seat. Sit down. Goodness. Any of you? Do you need potions? You need what do you? Uh, I'm no worse for wear than simply due to my circumstances. But uh, I would say no to one. If you're offering, I will certainly take one. Yeah, I mean, five gold a piece. But yeah, I've got healing potions in the back if you need some. Five gold. I'll just pop down. Ten gold. Yeah, okay. Was... Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Don't break any of my windows while I'm gone. And then she's gonna turn around, goes Do into the back room. You I'm hear the shuffling capable of boxes. Of, uh, I'm suddenly capable of exploding windows. I'll surely let you guys know. I'm still a little confused as to what's even going on. Well, maybe all... something we'll have to go over once once Caspian gets back. Yeah, maybe he'll know we'll who those people answers. were, what's going on, why that even happened. I can tell you this much: it has to do with our our mutual friend. Good old Trist. This certainly seems that way. Uh, there was, there was a, uh, there was the note, right? 
Yeah, we we probably shouldn't talk out here about it though. Caspio no, never heads. And, and you see that uh Missy has returned from the the back room. She's got these really dusty uh little red bottles, um just like ruby red. Um one clutched in each hand and she sets them down on the table much like you would uh a couple bottles of beer. Um and she says, "Yeah, if you've got uh if you've got secret stuff you need to be talking about, I think you know where you can go. It's kind of like motions upstairs. To go back upstairs, yeah. Yeah, well, I think for now, we just keep it, you know, we're just, we'll have that conversation once we are rejoined by our companions. Probably the best bet. Do you even know when they're coming back, though? Only we'll have to wait a little bit. Otherwise, I mean, for now, you two take those potions and rest up. Is it right, just so a regular uh, healing? The two of you receive a regular potion of healing. Okay, that is two d four plus two. I will heal five hit points. Well, he'll six. I chug it down and just like lay on a couch. <laughs> Do we have to go upstairs? We can give it some I time. Would... Yeah, uh, then potentially we'll... the ability to to enter in. I'm sure Caspian will. <laughs> Try attempt to rejoin us at the very least with with all due haste. I'll tell you what. Let me take you all upstairs. We'll get you set up in your room, and I'll make sure nobody is going to disturb you. All right. Thank you very much, Missy. Much appreciated. You've been good patrons so far. You haven't burned down my tavern yet. I figure it's the least I can do. Sid! She calls out to the the one other patron who's currently sitting in the other corner. Um, uh, Sid startles awake. Uh, you realize now that he, this whole time, uh, where uh, a moment before he was sort of like reading this little pocketbook, it's fallen from his hands and landed on the table, uh, and he has dozed off. And it is it's about now that you realize that in the crook of his arm, he is actually also. Uh, has his arm sort of wrapped around what appears to be a a a, a harpoon uh, is is really the the closest way I could describe it. Uh, mm. Just a full sized harpoon uh, that he was sort of uh, leaned up against. Uh, and Sid startles the wake and goes, "Ah, what? What's that? What?" She goes, "Sid, lock the door down. Put the blinds on the windows. We're going into lockdown mode." Okay, and he goes, "Yep, yes, ma'am." All right, and he stands up. Uh, he pulls out this enormous two by four and sets it up into these like iron brackets that are mounted to the the front door. Sets it into place, uh, barring the door closed. Um, and then reaches over and grabs these like really old antique. Uh, cloth blinds and starts pulling them across the windows, uh, closing out the sunlight. The room immediately grows dimmer. Um, she turns back to you all and says, 
All right, good. Let's get you all back upstairs then. All right. Thank you. I'll assist them in standing as much as I'm capable of doing so myself, uh, and then head upstairs. I'm just going to be like groaning. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm a little bit now. Up that familiar uh, spiral oh, staircase. The last thing you hear from down below is uh, Sid sort of running around, closing off all the windows, and you hear him shout out, the best kind of war is the one that you could prevent in the first place. Just keeps on working on it. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, in the upper storage room of the apartment complex, uh, we rejoin Caspian, Dak, Nathaniel, and now uh, the tall, imposing figure of Deirdre. Um, you can see she's sort of... Her eyes are sort of darting around just a little bit. There's a slight twitch to her ears. Uh, it seems like she's sort of really paying attention to her environment. Um, as she begins to speak, it says, All right, so... Does anyone mind giving me a quick recap? Uh, it, what exactly happened? Um, from what I, um, I was able to see, there was uh, an assassination attempt. Um, <laughs> mind you, Dak came in afterwards, so he's just going off of what he perceived. Mm, all right. Um, there was several. Uh, someone had thrown a body through uh, the window of the apartment that we were in, that we were in, uh, creating an uproar. Um, and we were forced to evacuate uh, due to the uh, due to the um, cloak and dagger. Um, nature of this meeting. I see. Um, I'll admit I'm a little bit perplexed on account of a... Well, well, a humanoid body is not exactly an ideal projectile for attempting to kill someone. There are definitely easier ways, yes. Yeah. Uh, Caspian sort of puffs and says... Yeah, I think that was something more of a message. Uh, figuratively and literally, he actually had a message clutched in his hand. The body in question it was apparently the landlord of this complex. Matthias believed that it is likely that whoever the assailant was that did this, they now have access to all the rooms in the building, uh, which is what necessitated our hasty retreat. Deirdre kind of gives him something of a stern look and says, and what were you all doing here in the first place? Especially you, Caspian. Why were you here? This isn't part of your jurisdiction. We, uh, we were here to meet with, uh, Matthias Caldrew. We, uh, we had sort of a just just like a nice little get together planned. Uh, 
we wanted to talk with him following uh the uh the the the, the events of yesterday just just wanted to catch up with him and had a few questions um at this point between the two older people who are more established in society uh dad does raise his hand do not interrupt him uh, yes young man what is it um i'm gonna look over at caspian and look over back at uh uh what's the pronunciation of her name once one more time sorry deidre oh. D- no, no, I'm asking you, Dylan. Oh, yes. Uh, Deirdre. Deirdre. Okay, thank you. Deirdre. Uh, Dak is going to look over at Deirdre and say, um, my apologies. Uh, this um, this meeting is um, mostly due to my curiosity as to the nature of of the of Sir Caldrew's uh, way with the arcane um, the Prince Caspian here is, has been very <laughs> has been very um, supportive of, of my curiosities and uh, as due to the specific nature of us being in the city uh, he has volunteered to uh, escort us to certain locations and to make sure that we, uh, I, I what to say, uh, get our shit together. These are not his words. These are just the words of a friend of mine. No, they are. They are not my words. Uh, and that is not. That's not. Look, Dak. I appreciate the attempt to cover. She's fine. She knows more. She she's fine. She understands the context of why we're here. Uh, gonna nod then look back at uh Deidre and then just fall on bow. I apologize for attempting deception against you. Dear, that's is... not necessary. That's that's not necessary at all. I'm not royalty. You don't need to bow to me. You are of a house. Yes, I suppose. But I find most of the houses nowadays have abandoned formality. They. Uh, Dak is silent at that, and then just kind of raised back up and stands next to Caspian. Speaking of abandoning formalities, and she looks back up at Caspian. What was this you said about needing to get out of here as quickly as possible? You didn't cause this, did you? Uh, Caspian says, no, we did not. We were in the room when the body made its appearance. But, like I said, I'm confident that Matthias was the target. All the same, we needed to not be there when the city guard made their appearance. Um, We technically don't want to be seen here to any capacity so any way that we can get back out onto the streets away from the area without arousing any suspicion would be ideal she thinks for a moment
Have you tried the window? And she sort of gestures to the, there's like a very, the very small, um, very small wood framed window, uh, sort of on the far end of the, the attic here. Um, she says, well, there's your exit right there, isn't it? Caspian says, I, are you proposing we jump out the window? I mean, yes. How is that not going to arouse suspicion? And she says, well, very simple. <laughs> you jump out the window, and we but you don't the fall. <laughs> <laughs> we kill the Batman. <laughs> you don't fall, Cass. You climb. Climb up onto the roof. Take the eaves trough down. Honestly, it's like this is your first day. Caspian pauses for a moment. He's like, yes, but we're with citizens. It's one thing to, you know, make our way that way ourselves, but I've got their safety to look out for. Besides, I have you. Do you all have experience with climbing down the eaves trough of an apartment building? Really, Dak? You do? I was. Forgive me. I was going to ask what an eaves trough was. Oh well, these uh, a lot of these buildings here in Rote they have this sort of uh this sort of like tunnel system the they take these these half tubes and they uh they mount them to the sides of buildings uh that way whenever it rains uh it actually takes the rainwater from the roofs and it carries them to the ground uh helps to ensure that there's no buildup of water or leaks or anything of that sort but with most of these apartments having that type of system it usually means that there's this sort of vertical channel that extends from the roof of the building going all the way down to the ground. So what Deirdre is proposing is that we go out that window and then climb around to wherever that trough is located and we use it as sort of a makeshift ladder and climb down to the ground without anybody seeing it. Oh, that has provided a lot more clarity to the situation. Uh, I have had experience with a uh, eavesdrop. I have fallen off of one in the past. Okay, that's okay. Um, for this, we would need you to not ideally not fall off of them. Okay. Um, was, oh, I apologize for interrupting. Oh no, you're you're fine. I okay. Uh, I don't believe my falling last time was due to my own feelings. It was more circumstantial. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Nathaniel, do you... Uh, and so as he turns to talk to Nathaniel, everyone looks to find Nathaniel at the other end of the building. Uh, <laughs> the window has been fully open. Uh, and he is halfway climbing out of it uh, with his second leg about to lift up over the side as he looks at you all. 
I mean, if we're gonna go, we might as well go now while everyone is distracted down below. Sounds good, Uncle. I'm just gonna go towards the window. Oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. All right. Uh-huh. I feel like Caspian should know at this point if there is a suggestion put forward to the group. It's just going to be like, yeah, why not? All right, let's do this. I like to imagine that as we're having the conversation, it's just it's the three. It's Dak, Deidre and uh, and Caspian having a conversation like about uh, where Dak's chest is. And we just see the top of uh, Nathaniel's head just walk on by. It's like Bob. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but yeah, but I follow after Nathaniel out the window. All right. How bad's that drop looking? <laughs> so as you look out the window, Nathaniel has already climbed out the window and is now clutched to the side and is slowly moving. Luckily, there is a section of undersew trim underneath the window. It's almost like this kind of dividing point from the uh, where uh, the stone siding transitions over into a section of wooden siding excuse me while i get into my uh aspects of my job um so there's a bit of an undersew trim that stretches a good 20 25 feet across it is very thin undersew trim in general very thin uh but he is on his tippy toes uh grasped onto uh some of the the veneer rock that is sticking out of the uh out of the, out of the wall there um and is slowly edging his way across uh, you look down below you, uh, you are a good 60 to 70 feet up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty tall. It, it's, it's pretty tall. I don't know if you're scared of heights, uh, but if you are, it's not, it's not a great sight. Uh, as Dak looks over, he does say out loud, if one were to fall from here, the least if they fall head first, the death will be quick. And then he just continues calling out. This is a lesson in courage. <laughs> uh, Deirdre, Deirdre looks to Caspian <laughs> and is just like, Would I be well enough to not ask at all? And he, he goes, Yes, 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 you do. You do yeah. <laughs> uh, as he, as he uh, begins to follow you out the window, uh, as you all sort of climb out onto this wall here, uh, to begin with, I'm going to need you to make an athletics check. Wonderful. Hey, I'm I going got... to roll for Nathaniel. I have I've a quick his... question for you, Dylan. Uh, yes. Because I like to stress test all the rules uh especially when there's a new dm playing mm, uh, go on yeah yes so uh i have a crowbar if Correct. i use if that if i use that to like jam into places and to like have it be like a secure handhold at some places could i use uh the beneficiary effect that it has which is advantage on a, a strength checks okay <laughs> Yes. But the first part of your statement was correctly. If you can find an area in the stone veneer where you would be able to actually wedge the crowbar in securely. Okay. Um so I'm first going to need you well let's let's wipe the board for a second here. 
Uh, you are instead going to make me an intelligence check. To see if you can find a, uh, a natural divot in the rock that is going to be deep enough for you to dig your crowbar into. Uh, intelligence, uh, basic intelligence, or can investigation be used? Basic intelligence. Tight. All right. Uh, that's an eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, you are able to find. There's a portion where um, some of the mortar has broken away over time, and it has left this little gap in between a few of the larger set stones. Uh, so you can easily jam your crowbar in there with a little bit of wiggling. Uh, probably a good like five or six inches in which gives you this nice tight hold. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and allow you to use the crowbar's additional feature. Um, so everybody is going to make these athletics checks, uh, but you will do so with that additional benefit. Now, also at one point, tie a little rope to it so I can, when I get up there, I can pull it back up. Jesus. Okay. That may not be strong, but he has to have advantage climbing buildings for purely legal reasons. Indeed you do. What was sure. your role? Uh, 17. 17. Very good. Yeah, you uh, you managed to kind of hold yourself in place as you shimmy along uh, the side of the building here. Um, you're able to find these sort of natural handholds on the stone. It's almost like rock climbing, where you're just finding these... You, looking for any of the any of the rock that kind of juts out even a little bit that you can get a nice handhold on and just slowly making your way across. Um Caspian and Deirdre follow in close behind you and at one point Caspian's foot slips uh and he begins to fall uh but then he is caught at the forearm by Deirdre who uh hoists him up and pulls him in close to her. Uh allowing him to sort of turn back around, grab back onto the wall again. Uh, he, like, flips his hair back. And says, yep, yep, easy, easy as pie. Oh, yeah, yep, this is the this is the best plan. Uh, and just continues to once again make his way across the wall there. Um, um, as, that, as that happens, and he looks back up at some point, I do look down at him and say, Prince Caspian, please remember, head first. And I keep on it. <laughs> Thank you, Dak. Uh, Nathaniel is able to, uh, as you get closer to the right-hand side of the gable end of this building, um, Nathaniel is able to sort of clamber up onto the actual roof itself. Uh, it's a gable-style roof, so that means it's just triangular like this. Uh... There is an adjacent portion to the apartment buildings that are gambrel, which is, so it's actually a, uh, almost more like you would see from, like, a barn, like a traditional barn where it's, uh, almost rounded a little bit more, like it's multiple angles coming down. Uh, but the section Nerd. you're on, I get paid <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars to know this shit. Um, <laughs> the, the... The portion of the building that you're at has that gable-style building, so you're actually able to walk on it fairly easily. Uh, and so the four of you are able to clamber up onto its surface, and you just sort of, in like a low crouch, begin sort of making your way across the roof of the building there. Um, Deirdre points out not too far from you, uh, and you see a sort of like very rudimentary uh, 
especially here in this uh, fantasy world, uh, this sort of rudimentary gutter system uh, coming off of the the eave side of the building. And uh, following it, you, the four of you, eventually reach a point, one of the corners of the building, where it actually goes down into a, like a drain. Um, this a drain spout, this really big, like, six inches by six inches around um, drain spout that winds and twists and extends all the way down to the ground. Yes, I have fallen off for one of these. That not set upon ver visual verification of the object in question. Caspian says, by the sovereign. All right. Um, who's, who's going first? Nathaniel steps forward. Sort of puffs out his chest, clears his throat. <clears> throat> Caspian goes, are you God's damn serious right now? He says, right, best two out of three. Come on, any takers? Any takers? Come on. Uh, and Caspian's like, can, can we not do this right now? We need to get off this roof as soon as possible. He opens his eyes again, and Deirdre and Nathaniel are posed next to each other, going... I'm going to look up at Caspian and say, I'm unfamiliar with Nathaniel this. Nathaniel goes, you did four that time I saw it. <laughs> She goes, shit, all right, all right, fine, fine, one more time. Uh, I'm going to look at Caspian and say, I'm unfamiliar with the somatic components to whatever spell that they are casting at the moment. You don't want to be familiar. They're being idiots right now. Um, okay. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll... I'll go first. Um, Prince Caspian? Yeah? It's, I... You say Prince? For... I've been saying Prince this entire time. <laughs> Um, I have, and forgive me for assuming, but I have noticed that you have many uh, hesitancies upon going first, um, as I am a uh, less valued uh, member of society. Um, I applaud your sacrifice and will remember you fondly. <laughs> Caspian, there's a there's a brief moment during this where he gets this little like there's a bit of a softness in his face, especially at the part where you, you call yourself a lesser part of society. There's a, a sort of a softness in his face, and you kind of feel like there's a there's a moment where he's about to stop you and be like, you know, no, you're you are absolutely of worth. Like you you're valuable. You shouldn't look down on yourself like that. And then you finish the rest of the sentence, and his face just kind of sinks, and he goes. Yes. With the Bennett style delivery as well. Yes, thank you, Bet. Thank you, thank you, Dad. <laughs> I'll call the Bennett. <laughs> they just know what that is. <laughs> thank you. He looks up at the sky. Thank you, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Deck. How very noble of you. Uh, go ahead and make an insight check. Uh, uh, 94. 
Because I got a natural one. Yeah. Now. All right. Let's take a look. It's what here. I get. <laughs> I prayed around with Caspian's heart. Now I get the uh, the horns. Uh, this, this metaphor. This is what happens. <laughs> no, that's the thing. This is what happens when you keep saying Prince Caspian and you expect to get away with it. <laughs> the dice listen. The dice, you know. I was gonna let it go. I was gonna leave. I was like, "Yep, it's funny. I pre- I I I understand the joke. It's not annoying. I'm gonna let it be." And the dice were like, "No, he has to be punished." <laughs> so let me get this no. booted up, and we will we will Punch. find out what you're punishing. You said it was a ninety-four. Yes, ninety-four. Okay. All right. Let's see. And also for the audience, the reason why I always break character when I'm delivering those lines is because nobody can deliver a line Bennett style other than Bennett. <laughs> I always think about it too much and I just start laughing inside myself. <laughs> it's truly like a tell <laughs> uh, Letting this load up here. Uh, I can tell you right now. You don't really read anything in the moment on Caspian. Um, mm-hmm. Impressive, really, because everyone else immediately picks up on it right away. Oh, but cool. you are—you just don't. Nope, you just don't get it. Uh, the best thing is that uh, Dax said that with complete sincerity. Yeah. Dax, how would you describe your mood right now? Uh energized in a way that he doesn't show it um alive (laughs) uh there's always that fear of uh life and death in the in the back of his mind but it's a feeling he's been very used to for the last five years um and uh a lot of anxiety just because there's a uh house Mm -hmm. member uh nearby in the form of Deidre certainly Uh, okay. Uh, so Caspian just sort of pushes past you, uh, begins making his way down the downspout. I am going to roll for Caspian to see if he dies. Uh, yeah. But the succession, if the prince dies, what will happen to the throne? Shut up. We'll it's only an it. average of 21 damage if you fall from 70 feet up. It's fine. What if that's all he has? We don't know. Or at least all he has left. Set of all people should understand that I do not necessarily deal with averages. Yeah, sometimes, no. <laughs> sometimes you get the full dice roll. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's only extremes. Yeah. Sometimes the DM gets too lucky. Uh, but not in this case, as Caspian does successfully uh, shimmy his way down to the ground floor. Uh, who is going next? I'll go next. I'm assuming okay. that the, that Deidre and Nathaniel are still arguing about their rock, paper, scissors match. Uh, yes, they are now... It is getting heated. Uh, they are now <laughs> debating... Uh, whether or not Deirdre's scissors uh, could actually cut through um, Nathaniel's, Nathaniel's rock. Uh, 
Nathaniel is insisting that his rock is made of diamond, uh, and Deirdre is saying that's bullshit because my scissors are diamond-tipped, and diamond beats diamond, and Nathaniel is saying, no, that's stupid. Diamond does not cut diamond. That's not how it works. Uh, and Deidre says, uh, yes, it does. I know. I'm an elf. And Nathaniel's like, that's also stupid. You being elvish has nothing to do with knowing how diamonds function. Uh, uh, go ahead this, and make your athletics check. <laughs> at this point, Daku looks at that and decides it's safer to be to attempt the death-defying drop rather than to stay up here. Uh, he's very good at threat assessments. All right. Uh, uh, what check was it one more time? Athletics. Athletics. Thank you kindly. 15. 15. Uh, you, it gets intense at a couple of moments, but you very slowly make your way down the downspout. As you are doing so, you get a little over halfway down. You look down, and you see Caspian dart off uh, and sort of get into a crouching position behind a couple of crates, and you're, you're not entirely sure why, and then you see that a group of city guard is coming down uh, an alleyway that is facing you, um, and you realize that if they look up at this moment, they're going to see you climbing down this downspout. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, that's a not good thing. That's a not good thing. That's gonna happen. Um, what do you want to do? That's a great question, and I'm glad. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, because you know that's something that I definitely know. Yeah. Um. Would it real quick? Would it make your decision-making process easier or harder if I inform you that your skin is now a bright green? <laughs> what is happening? The one chart, baby. My, my skin's a bright green? It's a bright green. I'm, I'm like emerald green. Uh, My shirt. Actually, is a pretty good example. The that one chart, baby. Um, it helps a lot. Uh, by which I mean, uh, it complicates matters infinitely. Can I hear any of them talk? You're gonna have to make a real high perception roll. Uh, you are still a good like t twenty-five to thirty feet in the air. Does he glow? How far away are they from No, me? I'm not that cruel. Uh, so the guards are rapidly closing in on where the bottom of the downspout is located. Uh, so you're about 30 feet from the ground right now, and they themselves are about 20 to 25 feet away from the downspout. Mm. Okay. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Is there anything flammable behind them? flammable behind them i mean uh 
There are a few sacks of garbage a little further down uh, that have been left outside of one of the uh, the adjacent buildings there. There's like a oh, two, you could just make out these little the little movements of what appears to be like I a rat or two watch. eating from the trash. But I mean, other than that, the the alleyway is is pretty barren. And then of course there's the crates right nearby that uh, Caspian is is hiding behind. Yeah. <laughs> Great, those are way more flammable. Got it, then. I'm going to do this, and this might not work. Uh, okay, I'm either going to set trash on fire, or I'm going to cast a second level spell that has the opportunity of not working. How many of them are there? Uh, uh, there's about five of them in this group. Five of them. Okay, I'm sending trash on fire. Uh, I'm going to look over the trash, uh, point at it, Oh, no, I'm going to move the bandage uh, up a bit and then cast it from there. And then I'm going to cast uh, Demon Fire, uh, Firebolt for your leisure. All right. Let me pull that up. Okay. It does have a range of 120 feet. You would absolutely be able to reach it. Uh... I need you to make a ranged spell attack against the trash. Got it. The sentence I've always wanted to hear. <laughs> These are the sentences that DMs live for. Yes. 13? 13? Hits. Wonderful. I want to keep you in suspense there. <laughs> As I cast that bonus action i'm gonna look at the one that's most in the rear um we're gonna make a telepathic connection to him um and in the most nondescript voice i can think of in his head he just hears smells like smoke uh so that's terrifying <laughs> honestly first of, all, first of all i need you to roll damage for your demon fire oh yeah before, before we get into this Six. Six, okay. So you hurl this moat of fire towards this, this collection of uh, these, these sacks of trash. Uh, <laughs> Caspian, down below, watches with abject fear in his eyes as this, this small, like, football-sized ball of fire plummets downward and rockets towards these bags. Uh, it collides with them, and there is just sort of like a... <sighs> as they immediately are set ablaze. Uh, the guard at the back of this little grouping that's walking by, just as they're about to walk by uh, the stack of crates, um, the guard says, You know, now that you mention it, it does smell like smoke. And the guy next to him says, What? <laughs> and they all turn and look, and they see... These the sacks of garbage on fire, uh, and uh, they go oh oh god! And immediately, all five of them charge towards the 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 sacks. Uh, Caspian immediately takes this moment to shoot around the crates, leaping over them, uh, and books off to the another building on the other side. Runs over to the front of that building. Um, and, like, sticks up flat, back flat against the wall, 
uh, and then like looks up to you and tries to like motion to you to like go go come down come down. Um, how far up am I again? You're still like thirty feet up in the air. Thirty feet up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go down ten more feet and then I'm gonna let myself drop. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be. So we're looking at about a twenty foot drop there. Technically, uh, I should be able to survive that. Hypothetically. Technically. technically. Let me check something real quick. Oh, I will. <laughs> I hope. Unless he's using Make... D12s, I think I'm good. Make an athletics check for me. Okay. Or sorry, acrobatics. Ooh. That's good because that would have been a natural one. Uh... That's still, you made the roll, right? <laughs> With that, the athletics modifier, but yeah, it's either that or I take the natural twenty that I rolled right afterwards. <laughs> do they counter each other out? <laughs> I'll tell like, you what. Here's what, Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Nullified. I'm gonna roll my own d20. Okay. One through a ten, nope. we take your first roll. Eleven okay. through a twenty, we take your second roll. Sounds good. That's safe. Let's go. And with a 13, you uh, dexterously, effortlessly uh, push yourself away from the wall slightly. And as the inertia carries you the rest of the way down, your feet make contact and you do a perfect uh, tuck and roll, um, carrying the the momentum on your shoulder as you roll and find yourself back up in a standing position uh, at the end of the alleyway with the guards on the other end trying unsuccessfully to, to fan the flames out and to get them to, to cease. Uh, I see that. I look over at Caspian, uh, point up at the roof, and I then make two, uh, raise up two fingers. Um, and then I go next to him. Or better yet, I make a telepathic connection with him um, and say, the Lady Deidre and Nathaniel are still up there. What are they waiting for? They need to get down here right away. They are, at this point, I'm next to him and talking to him in real life. Uh, they are arguing about those somatic components to that spell. Oh my god. Those idiots are going to get caught. Uh, and you hear, uh, from behind you, who's going to get caught? And you turn around and Nathaniel is, uh, standing there, uh, hands on his hips. Do I see any broken, like, crates behind him that may have, uh, shown that he just jumped off and landed? Yes, you do. Uh, he kind of brushes his arms and his armor off. Right, well, where are we going next? Uh, that just stares one-eyed at uh, Nathaniel with shock and all. Um, I'm going to look over at Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian. Um, should, we, should we wait for Lady Deirdre? 
Is she not with you? He kind of motions over to Nathaniel. Uh, and uh, at that moment, you feel uh, a tap on your shoulder. I feel a tap on my shoulder? Mm-hmm. Oh, I immediately shriek away. Uh, as you do so, you kind of shrink away, you turn around, uh, and there is uh, Deirdre. Got it. There is a dagger on the hand. But upon seeing that, Deirdre, I put it away. On seeing this, you see that she also, her hand twitches, um, beginning to reach for her bow and her quiver uh, mm. before she lets it free and goes, it's us, it's us. My apologies. Um, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, 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 we should go. We should go. Uh, Dak just runs in a direction. Hopes for the best. Oh, God. Which direction? Uh, away from the fire and the five guardsmen in the trash. That would probably be heading, like, eastward? Uh, and in doing so, you're going to pretty immediately collide with the large groups of people that have gathered, um, to sort of witness, uh, what is going on. Oh, cool. Uh, at that point, I do stop and I wait for the others and, uh, so we can convene and find a better spot. They quickly reconvene with you, uh, and Caspian says, all right. Now that we're out, we need to try to rejoin with the others. I imagine they've probably gone somewhere safe, more than likely reconvened at the cow's eye. Um, that's where I would go, at least. Uh, we'll head over there first. We'll check in with Miss E, see if maybe they stopped in. Um, if not there, we could potentially check at the Citadel, but I don't know how they would have gotten in without me being accompanying them, but regardless, we'll, we'll check anyway. Um, all right, let's let's go. Uh, Dak is silently nodding and following after. Uh, he is a bit shook it, if you will. Uh, after a brief walk, you do find yourselves uh, at the the entrance to the cow's eye. You see that the the doors uh, normally open have been closed. Uh, the curtains are drawn on all of the windows, uh, and it appears quiet. What time of the day is it? By this point, little after midday, get like getting, getting into like the afternoon there, so late, late afternoon. So within business hours, uh, Dak yeah. looks oh, at yeah. this guy, looks at the door, looks at uh, Caspian. Do they, do they close for a period of time? Prince? Not these hours, no. I slowly pull out my crowbar. Don't think that's going to be necessary. You could put that away. Uh, I mean, I could send a message. Otherwise, I could even send a message. Deirdre, what do you think? And he turns to look, and uh, Deirdre's gone. Uh, 
Why do you? T okay. I'll uh, let me send a quick message to Missy. I'll see. Oh, wait, the crowbar, and I look over at Nathaniel. And I just check to see if there's anything broken visually. Like, the obvious thing is, like, if he has a finger, like, facing the wrong way or... Oh, no. Yeah, he he appears to be, by all means, like, fine. Um, just got, like, wood chips on, but otherwise he... I mean... After being in that room with you all, like there is the 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 tear, the wear and tear of having been exposed to uh, thousands of pieces of shattered glass, um, but nothing suggesting actual like uh, major internal damage of any kind. You look at it, and you just kind of smile. I think about how a person who's not on the path. How a person who's not on the path can be so formidable. I'm glad that that person's uh, traveling along with our group. Then I wait. Uh, Caspian's respond. Caspian's Caspian's head perks up. All right, that was Missy. Uh, she's gonna let us in through the side door. Uh, I guess our friends made it here before us, after all, and they closed things down. So she might know, which is less than ideal, but we're going to work with what we've got. Uh, he kind of leads you around, uh, and there at the side door is Missy standing there with her arms crossed. Pleasant afternoon, Lady Missy. So you're bringing trouble to my tavern after I told you not to bring trouble to my tavern? I look at Caspian and expect as if that was directed towards him only. Not exactly. Uh are our our friends inside? We'll just we'll just we'll just head up and we're urgent business important matters uh she keeps her arms crossed says looks like a window fell on you Jack is nodding next to uh caspian uh caspian like nudges you like <laughs> oh i have an extreme you know, reaction to that too you know funny story true story um we we're on a stroll, and it just so happened that uh, a window did fall. Uh, something happened at the apartment complex a few blocks over. Craziest thing. Uh, none of the none of the other guys know what's happened yet, but glass everywhere. Oh, shattered wood. Whew. Another another tough day at the office. gonna roll she says uh-huh uh-huh okay 
30 gold. He says, what, what do you mean 30 gold? 30 gold. What the hell for? 30 gold. Um, at this point, Dak is pointing away the dagger from the shoulder bump. Uh, and putting it back and relaxing a little bit. Looks like we're missing are you, are you charging us to see? The, the people inside, are res- I'm responsible for their care. I am a... I am a law enforcement official here in the city. You cannot demand money of me to see the citizens that are in my care, says. 31 gold. <laughs> Can I make an insight check? <laughs> Not to, like, see if there's anything wrong with her, but to, like, uh, I want to see, like, if she's really mad or this is her way of coping with like anxiety and worry go ahead make an insight check based on those being the two options I have a feeling it's neither uh, I got a five so I maybe I don't know maybe five altogether yep four plus one yeah you, you don't know you, you don't know if she's really mad or not uh you you really hope she's not, but right now you're just trying to not say anything that's gonna make her any matter than she is right now. Neat. Uh Dak is just gonna look at uh Caspian. Um Missy, I am I'm sorry that I have gotten you roped into this. I am trying to keep things as, as quiet and as contained as possible. I I promise you we are not intending to bring any trouble to the tavern. I just need to regroup with my associates so that we may discuss business further. Uh, the sooner that we can discuss this the quicker we can get out of your hair and i promise once all of this is said and done we will be out of your hair don't have to see me anymore we will be perfectly it'll be like we were never here and i'll raise my hand Missy says, go ahead, Dak. I'm going to go, like, take a few steps uh, towards her and pull out one of the bottles of wine that I stole from the cellar. Um, Lady Missy, have you seen any good? She takes the bottle from your hand. She inspects the label. Uh, takes a look at the, the cork at the top as well as the seal. Um... Peers in at the layer of dust on it. Looks back at Caspian. 15 gold. I have a nuts of bottle. I had it. I pull it out. I hand it to her. Shut up and get inside. She opens up the door. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to mark, mark off two out of three bottles used. Ca- Caspian. <laughs> As as you are ushered inside by Missy, Caspian looks at you and goes, Don't it's not don't take that as a lesson. Stealing is bad. 
I mean, it's wrong if I, I'm a law enforcement official. I have to tell you that stealing is wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, Prince Caspian. Thieving is a lesson of the law and not a lesson of survival. I chose this. I, I chose. I wanted. I made. I wanted this. I chose this. And, and he's gonna walk inside. Got it. Um, if I, if Missy is like way outside for us, to, so she can close the door. Uh, I'm gonna look over at her. Um, in all sincerity, Lady Missy, thank you for your help. And I don't believe um, Prince Caspian is articulating his emotions well. We have been uh, in a constant battle of life and death for the last few hours. It's very kind of you to stick up for him, Sugar, but I think you'll find that Caspian's not able to articulate a lot of very well. Isn't that right, Caspian? She calls out as he is already making his way up the stairs. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, sure, whatever she said. Yep, all right, let's go. Uh, shortly, uh, shortly you all make your way up the stairs, uh, deck. as you are heading up, the last thing you see, uh, downstairs is you notice, uh, Sid, uh, sitting at one of the tables, uh, polishing, uh, what appears to be just a fucking harpoon. Uh, <laughs> he is, he's <laughs> polishing it with, like, this dirty rag. Uh, and is like quietly singing something to himself as he does so. Sounds good. Am I still green, by the way? Yeah. Cool. I'm surprised Missy would call that out. <laughs> uh, oh, she's so, more perturbed about the whole thing. So you all, uh, you all make your way upstairs. Uh, yeah, and in this case of face blindness, not too long after she uh, she takes you back to that familiar door that you went to previously on the right hand side. Um, she is going to knock. So, for the rest of you who have been uh, who have been taken back inside of that room uh, and given the chance to sit back down around this sort of familiar uh, table setup. Um, you hear said that. Uh, I'll get up and, like, do, like, the look-through thing just to check who it is. Uh, you see Missy, arms folded, uh, and standing right next to her is, uh, Nathaniel, uh, Dak, and a very, uh, very disgruntled-looking Caspian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about up on par, and just, I'll open up the door. Uh, she ushers them inside and says, all right, now that your babysitter's here, do whatever it is you got to do. Keep it quiet. Don't do anything stupid. Also, your friend's green. You should probably fix that. And she closes the door. <laughs> Dak looks around, green? not knowing who she's talking about. Dak, why are you green? <laughs> this is a fair question. Salutations. It's, he's green. 
Dark. Correct. I'm going to look at my skin for the first time. However, the amount of times we bring it up doesn't allow him to give us the answer as to why. I'm it is green uh, all the way through, fingernails and all. Uh, it is just this pure, uh, untextured, solid green color uh, that is adorning your skin. I am unsure. You're a beta sprite currently. I misheard that, and I only heard beta. And I'm like, yep. wow, sure. <laughs> <laughs> beta sprite, placeholder sprite. Yep. That's uh, that's you right now. I'm the walking green screen. Um, Dag just looks at his hand, puts it down. It does appear as if I've changed skin color. I have yet to know if this is beneficial or detrimental to my existence. Now, about how do you feel? Tired. <laughs> Considering he didn't notice until we pointed it out, I would say let's just keep an eye on it. Yeah. What are those fair. people duty? Um, so, Caspian, what happened? Obviously, you you you're all here. Um, I mean, we we got away fairly easily, I would say. Um, yes. Seems like what you guys had a bit of a harder green? time. Yes, I'm very... We'll get to that. I, I'm very extremely happy that you all made it here safe, by the way. Um, yes, we we were able to make our way actually up to the roof of the building uh, and made our way down the downspout. A uh, bit of a treacherous climb, but we were able to make it happen. And Great. at some point between doing that and getting here, uh, yes, Dak has appeared to turn green. Uh, I'll be honest, in the stressfulness of the moment uh, and needing to get away from there as fast as possible, didn't really have time to acknowledge it. Uh, I also, quite frankly, don't know how to handle that. Uh, we may need to visit some sort of a, either an herbalist or a healer uh, to see what we can do about that. But since it's not actively killing him, I don't think, we're just going to want to keep an eye on it. Okay. Well. Okay. Um, so. What? So we have. Uh, yes, we. So we should. Uh, we need to talk about what the hell just happened. Right. Yeah, we um, need I to. Was, I was going to make do it, I guess, with uh, Seth Johannes uh, about uh, the note that was found in in his hand. Yeah. Do you have any sort of connection to what that could be? Yeah. Well, what did so... the, can someone yeah recall what the recall to me what the note had said? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, does Caspian still have it, or did he hand it back to me? No, I handed it back to you. Okay. Uh, I, I'll. Jesus. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Uh, Wait, your Jesus. Take it out. Um, and, I robot. Uh, just pass it over to Silva. Uh, yeah, so you, Silva, you should have, let me make sure you've got access to it. Uh, okay. I'll get it in your journal, in fact. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I think yeah. at this point, everyone Journals. can. There we go. It. And save. There we go. That way, everybody is able to see it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, Set Set would technically have the actual physical you know, note so in there. I believe Set you had made you had kind of made the off comment in a brief note uh, the very brief discussion we had with it that this was um potentially from that you felt like it was from Trist, but I mean A not from him but to do with that okay. situation. True, I guess, yes. Um but I do wonder if it necessarily has to um Uh, the, the question I guess is, you know, do we live with the presumption that it explicitly has to do with the situation between, I guess, in a way you and Trist or potentially, you know, something even, I guess, I don't want to say greater, but potentially larger in whatever it is that you know, is having to do with the attack on the rail and those behind that, you know, if, for example, if we're looking at, well, I'm saying more in the realm of, you know, if, <laughs> if we're dealing with people who are able to find trajectories that they can launch Warforged into a moving train, um, potentially, um, And seemingly uh, having targeted around our our cabins, maybe whoever it is that had to do with that has some prevailing interest in our existence in our existence here. Yeah, it just it you know from from that first line. It seems to, at the very least, they are aware of what Trist has, you know, basically the deadline that I have been given by by Trist. Yes, but I guess you know, potentially where I go into the realm of, while it could be somebody maybe in some type of competition with him, I could foresee it maybe being more related to something outside of your guild situation, but someone who clearly has some type of uh, knowledge of our whereabouts and what we do. Yeah, it's... Uh... Right. Not sure. Um... I think, um, you know, Caspian and I talked very briefly before we had to vacate the premises. Uh, this tallest seats in the kingdom, I think, is our is our best bet of so just to what do we do moving forward from this? Is probably, you know, they launched a dead body into a room that no one else was supposed to really know that we were at. Um, so we should probably 
follow suit with this. Like they clearly have the, the capability of murdering this landlord and launching him from a distance through this window. You're right. There was no momentum behind it. Artillery or magic. Like when I when I first stood in front of the window next to uh, Matthias, there was a, a pinprick in the distance and was very rapidly uh, approaching. So, did anyone notice if there was any sort of magical interference? I know there was. It was a little hard to. You know, keep track of everything going on all the no, time. No, I get but... the ability to passively detect magic. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one that could have really told us would have been Matthias. He uh, pieced out pretty quickly. Um, but like I was saying, let's. It, uh, so this VC. Um, I know the area we were in or currently in. Is the Velvet Curtain? Could that be what that's mentioning? Caspian thinks for a moment. That makes sense. The Velvet Curtain is actually on the north side of the city. Yeah, so... And then ask for the tallest seats in the kingdom. I mean, what on the what is on the north side that, you know, is tall? It would be the tallest, like... I thought, you know, maybe it's making a reference to royalty, but if it's on the north side of the kingdom, not the specifically, you know, the palace, or the castle, like, what could that be referencing? Do we just head straight over to the north side of the, the city? Uh, is there, are we able to get over there easily? Is there, is it more blue blood? up there then I it's the north side of the city definitely tends to carry more of the elite members of road society um it's actually where the city's uh, primary university Morgrave is located as well um it'd be someone just there the Velvet Curtain. Have any of you been to the Velvet Curtain? Can't say I have. No, I'm not. Considering how new we are to the area, I would say no. Well, at least not any. If if I ever, I, not something I can recall, but um, I doubt it's any similar than it was a number of years ago. Well, the thing about it is that the Velvet Curtain is a theater, uh, not too dissimilar from Winchester Scythe. It hasn't been here as long as Scythe, though. It's a more recent addition. Does it have a balcony? The of the city. Caspian's, like, thinking... It is the viewing area like is there you said it's a theater is there upper seats are there uh, yes in fact 
Uh, absolutely. It, it's a different setup from the scythe, where the scythe has this kind of massive dining area. The, the, the Velvet Curtain is almost more of like a traditional auditorium, and it has these immense uh, rows of seats going very high up into the air. And there's actually, at the very top and the left and the right, the, the, the tallest seats in the Velvet Curtain, those are box seats. They're like rooms that have these like viewing windows looking out onto the stage below. Well, I think that's for answers. You you have to. I mean, only the most highest of standing are able to afford those box seats. Well, why don't we give it a shot? It's. You I, must have I those can't kinds imagine of that they would tell us to ask for these without, you know having that be some sort of giveaway it could be a trap but i, I was, uh, no, I was just going to say part. this this sounds like an easy way to lure us into a location where we don't have a lot of exits accurate um just is this something that you think we need to do today or can we rest this evening and get to this tomorrow i feel it is fairly urgent but at the same time we all need to rest this has been a very busy day no you're you're not wrong we've we've already been through a lot i just I, I don't know there there's still there's parts of this that just aren't adding up still if the if this letter was meant for you if it's addressing you why why target matthias in any way it is he's he and trist are close associates why why would trist go after matthias all of a sudden what, what why now well like uh silva was saying this doesn't seem like it's from trist it may like she said could be a competitor or someone who, whose goals uh, are counter to the houses. Maybe they want what they think uh, the house wanted from me. There's any number of potential reasons, but it, it's either we, we leave or we go to this place i think it's you know trist said he would give us a few days to wrap everything up and be able to leave so i feel potentially so long as this doesn't enter his ears through any of his methods that heading up to that north side maybe in the morning or you know it's gonna be tomorrow. tough you know theater people they like to talk <laughs> Yeah, well, we have our own member that is familiar with the theater, right, Silva? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, at the very least, uh, more than the rest of us. I mean, unless uh, any of you have uh, 
you know, with theater kid experience. Can't say I had that too much growing up. Not in this language, no. In this language. We'll get back to that, Dak. Um, Nathaniel pipes up. I was always more of a uh, theater of the mind type of person growing up. So, You know what? <laughs> that tracks. Um, it's the meme. You look like a theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> what's that supposed to mean um Isn't yeah i mean we can bluff our way through it if we absolutely need to i have very minimal knowledge of a few things but not i don't think enough to go into detailed conversations but hopefully that would not be what they're looking for is uh our knowledge and to chat about the theater there's going to be a lot of people there with a lot of connections. If we're going to pay the Velvet Curtain a visit, we can't have what just happened happen again. We need to truly blend in as best as we possibly can. Right? Oh, I, no one, I, we can't leave a trace. No one can know that we were there. You, I don't know if that's a good fit for this entire group. I feel like with a group like ours, we tend to stick out. Especially with Dak that's... looking the way he is. Well, we have Dak. We have a fairy. We have Nathaniel. And then the rest of us, like... I might be able to blend in a little bit, but that's because... I well, am a little it's, more skilled it's one thing. It's one thing to try to hide everybody in the shadows, but I think if we were to make this work, we would have to take a more dignified approach. By which I mean, I think we would have to somehow transform you all into wealthy socialites. The type of people that would attend this theater and... Well, some acting would have to be involved. Hmm. Right. I think we would also need to get you nicer clothes. That's for sure. Yes, uh, I don't think Dak walking around in his uh, regalia would uh, go over too well with them, especially if you stay green. I think that's the other thing is we need to wait till yes, it's not we green really anymore. Do, if, if we're going to do this, we really unless there's not any sort unless. of version of like uh oh unless Dak, what languages do you speak? Oh no. Um, Don't tell me you're thinking what I think you are thinking. <laughs> that's there's no way that would work. It it could but Dak it's is... entirely reliant on Dak's social graces. We, there might be a little bit of training involved, but um, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, I'm trying to get ideas out. Uh, uh, forgive me. I, uh, I know a little bit of Orc. I know the language of this land. Um, and I know uh, Riedran. What is that one? Wouldn't some of his features somewhat, I mean, I guess, yeah, we, right, people wouldn't be 
so you know, ignorant to, to some of the to the features that they would just think because he has green skin that he'd be an orc, right? Actually, not that green. Like just solid, all the way through green. Like he I'm literally not, looks like if we cut his arm off, the inside would also be green. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that the skin tone alone makes an orc. He would no. also need to adapt unique mannerisms. Um, I mean, it's tricky. Orcs are just like most other humanoids. You know, they come from a variety of different backgrounds, different cultures. They They're going to have to, we would have to essentially invent them. a new person for Dak to be that just so happens to be of orcish descent. Now, hear me out. What if one of us is a noble? Just one. And the rest are bodyguards. That makes sense, right? That's a lot of bodyguards. I do see where you're going. Less work for acting wise. I feel like most of us would fit in a little more easily as being pawned off as bodyguards, but what's up, Dak? Um, we could say that I'm a foreign dignitary. I would explain the number of bodyguards, the unusual yeah. looks. You would also explain why they, why they don't recognize you. Been at the Velvet Curtain previously. Yes. That makes sense. Um, they don't um, even have to understand you at that point. You don't need to talk. You can make words up, and you're a foreign dignitary. I do know a language that you aren't aware of, and I assume many people in this land aren't aware of it. I don't know if that's necessarily the exact go-to. I mean, I think sticking with the orc orcish itself will lay better claim to the um, I guess like the 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 playoff of making you appear orcish. I do have the question though of I don't do I necessarily like I don't necessarily feel I I ooze the essence of bodyguard. Uh, yeah, it, there is a concept. And forgive me for interrupting. Uh, concept, sorry. concept of an entourage, and many dignitaries do travel with personal musicians or performers. Accurate. That's very true. In that sense, not everybody needs to be a bodyguard, but more a person that the dignitary would like to keep close uh, for. Uh, to have a traveling minstrel or bard is often commonplace among uh, traveling parties. A body bard, if you will. Body bard. <laughs> a body bard. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> that was I that was one hundred percent Dylan. That was not. That was good. I, that was I, good. I, I, I feel like we're on the right track. I, I feel like this this could definitely work this sounds insane there's so many things that could go wrong but i think it's our best shot it's right? one of the better plans that we've come up with and it's still not a fully fledged plan we can still yes. fledge this out further i would i would need a, a clean eye patch 
Right. Yeah, we could probably do that. One that covers the entire side of the face. I believe that by going there dressed as a dentary, but having bandages in my face, it would it would uh, give up the game if you would. Well, and depending on what we establish for your outfit, we could certainly. The eye covering could act as a sort of traditional garb. A cultural covering. I think uh, I think what would be good is we we spend the rest of today getting this plan figured out, getting the outfits put together, and we set out tomorrow. About that. We need to... I understand that we, we want to try to get this done as soon as possible. But understand that we, we did just narrowly escape another crime scene. Yes. We have to be really careful about how we approach this. Uh, and What better than to just leave also, one crime scene and immediately create another? <laughs> <laughs> there's also the original... Uh, matter that we were going to look into uh, after meeting with Matthias. We still have our lead uh, south of us in the King's Forest. Potential location of those warforged that are connected to the attack on the right. Yeah. That is a over half a day's journey to get there. We need to figure out if and when we're going to be making that journey and whether or not we're going to do that first or if we are going to visit the Velvet Curtain first, then head south. Great question. Personally, I, you know, I know what we had discussed before. I feel a little more inclined to get this sorted out a little quicker um, rather than travel outside of the city and then come back and who knows what will have happened at that point. Yeah, this is I mean, it's clear that you whether you want to or not have personal involvement in this now. I completely understand wanting to have this resolved as quickly as possible. Yeah. But the way I, I see agree. it is that if we step away from the city, even for a day, it's going to allow the rest of the members of the, of the King Citadel to conduct their investigation. They're not going to find anything that links us to the crime scene. When we come back, things will be not back to normal per se, but there will be less suspicion raised, less people on caution. I feel like that, I personally feel like that's going to be a more ideal time for us to attempt to infiltrate the Velvet Curtain. 
as opposed to right now, where everybody's on high alert. Let the city calm itself down. It's a valid point. Um, either way, uh, we rest tonight. Agreed. 100%. This isn't something that we can do immediately. E either, either way we go, we need to plan, we need to be ready. Yeah. And we absolutely. need rest. Yeah, less than 24 hours ago, I was dead. So. Right. There is, there is also that to consider. It's been yeah. a very busy couple of days. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Silva, what do you, what do you think? I mean, if it's what we have to do in order to deal with this, that is what we're, you know, it's kind of what we have to do. I just, I, I wonder if it's, it's one of those things, I guess, just, I do wonder if, you know, following along these scrawlings of, I mean, honestly, I can't imagine anything, any other word to put for somebody who would do something like this. I can't imagine these scrawlings of a mad, would necessarily following these scrawlings of a madman. Yes, but a madman who clearly capable of quite a lot and i think that's i mean trust me oh. i don't want to be caught up in this right However, i guess it's just more my part of my point is that you know sorry um the it's one of the, i guess yes but Nevertheless, I don't, I mean, you know, we're not dealing with, like, this person isn't some type of godlike figure. While, you know, while dangerous in some, well, clearly dangerous in some respects, it doesn't, I'm not necessarily looking at, you know, you know, if we were to leave that, you know, the rest of the city is in any particular danger. In fact, if anything, our removal might even, you know, still partly assist that i mean in our own clearly they want us to stay for some reason i just don't know if necessarily potentially giving into that is maybe the the greatest approach or thing best thing to do yes uh i think i think my uh, my only concern with uh, heading out to investigate the Warforged is, you know, leaving and then coming back uh, and being out and, you know, here in the city, yes, we've we've already seen that they have ways of, you know, getting to us, but they have to be, you know, a little more subtle about how they do it. Well, you know, launching a body through a window isn't exactly subtle. Um, but you know they it's it's hard to tell when we don't know what they really care about uh well and i if, guess that'd you know, be the largest thing i guess it'd be you know how much we would be needing to inevitably come back or what our scenario would be upon doing yeah. so I, 
you know, they said, they I mean, said, they suggest we stay. Um, so I, and that's the other thing is, you know, we leave and then come back, you know, we, we are coming back, but if I they're keeping track of our was, movements, I guess part of my thought maybe was in the realm of, you know, whether or not we truly would return. Uh, I mean, Is one way or the other, we, we leave or stay, we are upsetting someone. One person wants us to leave, one person wants us to stay. Yeah. Or one group, rather, could be, who knows. Right. The, the, yes, do I stay I just, or do I go? I guess, I guess I am largely torn by my personal desires to find out if Thomas is okay. Well, you know, we don't we don't have to leave or do this stuff right away. Um, I know. Yeah, you know, we said we're gonna we're gonna rest tonight. We can and spend you know the morning tomorrow figuring stuff out around here, re-cementing what we want to do, and then move move forward from there. I don't know, uh, Caspian. Did they say when? Like how? Like they said. Thomas was doing all right, correct? Did they yes. mention anything they, about being able to see him? He's he's at a uh, he's at a a post op medical bay. Um, he's actually northwest, closer to the university. Uh, whereas the the curtain is going to be located. Uh, I guess northeast. I had this weird. You know, it's unfortunate what that whole story is that inherently, I guess I, for some reason, had this mental thought that he was outside of the city and that was part of the conundrum. He, no, he has not been taken from the, the city that at was, all. He, he that, was not that, taken that, to the Knight Citadel. Uh, he was not taken right. to the King Citadel, rather. Uh, but yeah. he, the, the information that Caspian had received previously that he had relayed to you guys was that. He is uh, seemingly stable. He's in stable condition, um, and that he is being kept at a uh, at a uh, pop up like a medical camp. Um, there's there's a few of these that you know in the wake of many many people being ferried into the city and need a medical care. There's these sort of small uh, healing camps that have been set up over by the university location uh, to quickly provide them with the treatment. Uh, and that is uh, apparently where he is currently located. Right, okay. Well, so I guess part of that, yeah, changes some of that. So it's the realm of... Um, or at least, like, some of the way I guess I, I outlook to it. But, um... Uh, yeah, so... If it's possible, at least at some point, for sure. And at least, especially before anything that would force us out or away yeah and i mean that's that's the other thing we say that it's you know it's a half day journey to this warforge stuff but say we find something there that keeps us away from the city for much longer than we intended who's who's to say but again this is it's it's conjecture I mean, we, d we don't know what's going to happen. I think that's... Yeah, I just... I guess partly I'll have to be honest with you in that I feel as though, I mean, 
as much as I, you know, as much as I wish to uncover the reasonings for the attack, um, in the end, my my larger goal is to, you know, you know, was to find Thomas and continue along where we were meant to be. I, you know. Understood. I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a detective. I'm not necessarily looking to invest myself in another war. I can't we, say we're all that kind outside of, of well, I, you know, inherently I have, you know, I have what I need with Thomas. I don't necessarily find myself in a, the, the large desire to go much, much past that. Sova, I'm I'm sorry that been kept away from him for this long. And please believe me when I say that it is it is my number one intention that I allow all of you to go back to uh, an ideally normal life. It's why I want to it's part of why I want to see this investigation through as quickly as possible. The The sooner that we can get down to the, the cause of why these Warforged did what they did, what the, what the meaning behind it was, the sooner that we'll be able to release you back into the public and you'll be able to go about your way. And we'll be able to allow you to properly unite with Thomas and the two of you can continue on wherever you are going. Release me. Well, technically speaking, as I've mentioned before, you're all sort of under the employ of the Citadel, but more in the sense that I have you all on retainer. You are all here as part of the investigation. Right, but as I, I but I, as if I recall, that it was. That we were brought brought here under this by uh, that, or that we were put in this situation by choice. Right. Be, be, the The alternative would have been that you essentially would have stayed in uh, in the King's Citadel um, until such time came that uh, evidence uh, was found that definitively uh, cleared you of having any sort of connection to the incident. Um, I mean, what we're doing right now is is sort of speeding that process along. It just happens to be that we are the ones finding the evidence right now. It was stay locked up, locked up for help. And 
know, between those two options, we all figured better to do something than sit around doing nothing. Um, I think we can all we can all take some time and really think over what what we want to do and we can you know reconvene after rest i you guys are all very beat up i am recently not dead uh so we can all just do with some rest i think i i would agree Uh, Everyone will will I'll I'll book us rooms here. We'll all get a good night's rest, and great. in the morning we'll regroup. We'll we'll decide for certain what we want our next step to be, and we'll come up with a more thoughtful plan this time around. That works for Hopefully me. Hopefully, one that doesn't involve. Women. Who is he? Yeah, it's great question. It's bugging me. Is is there any notable figures in Rote that whose name whose first name or surname begins with E? I mean, on the grand scheme of things, King's name. Wait a minute. I think there is. Do you still... Do you still have that, that, that newspaper that you had? I pull it out. It, mind handing that over to me? I hand it over to him. Uh, he's he's going to take it and he starts sort of flipping through the pages. Um, he lands on like the, the fourth page and he kind of starts appearing. That's, that's right, that's right. Crodstock. Sandy Crodstock was a land baron. A very successful one. He owned a lot of buildings in this area in particular. But he didn't have any land on the north side of town. A lot of that land is divided up by the crown itself. And two other land barons. There's Norak Landis the Third. N-O-R-R-O-C-K L-A-N-D-I-S the Third. And there's one other. Ezekiel Eberson. E-E. Two E's. Could be the first name or the surname. Yeah. But if we're talking about 
noted figures in rope society. I mean, he's one of the top. And I bet 10 platinum that he regularly hangs out somewhere like the Velvet Curtain. Seems mad though. Would that mean that he wrote this letter? That seems so. It's so personal. Somebody of his stature would have lackeys, he would have people below him to handle something like this. And that's just assuming that he would even be capable of something like this, which. Insane. I mean, the next E that comes to mind is, I don't know, Eberron? <laughs> the ancient dragon Eberron of the legends that, that formed our world? It was him. Could he have been the one who threw that body? Be a hell of a party trick. I don't know, I think I need to research more into this. Might be worth it to visit the library on the north side as well. Some sort of underground or that criminal elements that we are unaware of. Perhaps there's elements, but Rote isn't like Sharn, per se. We keep things pretty, pretty secure around here. That's part of what makes this all so worrying. I mean, there's not a lot of underground criminal activity going on. If there is, it gets caught on to pretty quickly. Well. Like I say, that'll have to be something we look into later. I think for now, we'll get some rooms set up for the lot of you. And we'll reconvene tomorrow morning, pick up from here. Sounds wonderful. Easier to process everything with a refreshed mind, too. I can do with a week's worth of rest, but a night will have to do for now. You just had a lifetime recently. Uh, only it worked that way. Well. I guess we'll end it here for now. If I may request, please stay to your rooms. Don't 
wander off anywhere this evening, alright? And keep your weapons close to you, also. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm only, obviously, I'm only saying this is Marshall. Yeah. Definitely didn't write anything down myself, potentially to the contrary of that. Yup. We'll have to maybe just wait for next time. Uh, at that moment, there's a knock on the door. Follow the secret knock. Um, I will go ahead and get up and look. It's uh, Missy. But did they use the secret knock? Yes. Okay. I couldn't really hear the thumb, so it kind of okay. deadened away. I'm, I, um, it's, it's 11 p.m. I'm keeping it quiet. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of... Uh, I'll look over to, to Caspian just to, like, confirm that we can go ahead and open it. Because she usually wouldn't come up without, like, the thumping on the ground first, so... Yeah, go go ahead. Open it up, but I'll, like, stay behind the door as it opens up to her. Uh, hi. Sorry to bother you. Um... I see he's still green. <laughs> Maybe we'll hope that it uh that it goes away overnight. Fingers crossed. Um someone's here to see you all. Um who would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Eyebrow raise. <laughs> Uh, he said his name was, uh, his name was Trist. He said he's here to speak to you, and she points at you, Set. Did you want to speak with him? If he can speak with Set, he can speak with all of us. So you want him sent up here? Fuck. (laughs) I'll look look at Casper with that one. However, uh, probably he should be sent up. I think him meeting us in this room would be beneficial. Uh, Mainly because we don't want anyone else to hear what we talk about. Yeah. Uh, Caspian who's kind of watched this conversation unfold, looks to, um, looks to Missy and says, it's okay to send him up, but if anything goes awry, I'm going to be sending you a message, okay? And she goes, oh, okay. I get what you're... I'll have Sid hang out at the bottom of the stairs, just... Probably for the best. He's been shining his harpoon for hours now. I'm sure he's itching to use it on somebody. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be a sight to see. Uh, uh, Missy walks down the hallway. 
and descends down the old harpoon, huh, son? Uh, the doors close once again. Uh, Caspian looks you set says, "You sure about this?" <laughs> no. But said, I feel like it is now. I feel like this is your best scenario in order to do it with. Yeah, that's. If there had to be another en engagement with him, then better than meeting him by myself. There is a knock on the door. I mean, I'm still standing right by the door, so I'll Sad. look Who's through. He's not going to know the knock. You see a mane of wild hair. A very well-kept um, double-breasted suit. Uh, this nice, like, velvety red color to it. Uh, almost like the the uh, the shoulders are more pronounced. Almost like it has, like, these very small, dignified, like, pauldrons. Uh, hanging off of the shoulders, uh, accented with gold. Um, standing there, uh, looking dignified, if not a little bit anxious, uh, is uh, Triss. I signal to everyone to be on guard and open the door. You open it, uh, Trist, uh, kind of jumps for just, just the tiniest amount. Uh, you see his eyes sort of dart up and down you, um, for sort of motioning, like, to, to step into the room. I just gesture for him to come in. Uh... He walks in and is greeted to the room being filled with all of you. Um, I'll close it as soon as he gets in and latch it. Uh, as you close it, he looks around at everyone and he says. You all seem really busy. So I think I'll just get right to the point. I think someone's trying to kill me. Can you help me out with that? And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. <laughs> I mean, I can, oh, tell you yeah. be, I can tell you the first answer I'm going to give is going to be is the, I don't know. <laughs> Do the same. <laughs> Next Actually, week. Rejoin us as we uh, apparently have a nice little conversation with our good buddy Trist uh, as another thread is added to this wondrous like tapestry. Someone trying to kill him is a minute understatement, but you know. <laughs> uh, we shall see uh, what is going to occur next and which way our group uh, decides to go uh, once they eventually achieve their greatly needed uh, night's rest. But until then, uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Uh, and remember, uh, 
the most important part of eating a lollipop is that at the start, your your first instinct is going to be to uh, to lick the lollipop right at the the center, but apparently historically speaking, lollipops, uh, which differentiate from suckers because they're going to be flat as opposed to the sucker usually being round, uh, were meant to be started at the edges. So just keep that in mind. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Okay.